Welcome to All Are Welcome, an Evergreen Christian Church podcast. Today, we have a sermon for you. Please join us in listening. The scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Luke, chapter 5, verses 1 through 11. One day, as Jesus was standing by the lake of Genesaret, the people were crowding around him and listening to the word of God. He saw at the water's edge two boats left there by the fishermen who were washing their nets. He got into one of the boats, the one belonging to Simon, and asked him to put out a little from the shore. Then he sat and he taught the people from the boat. When he had finished speaking, he said to Simon, put out into deep water and let down the nets for a catch. Simon answered, Master, we've worked hard all night and haven't caught anything, but because you say so, I will let down the nets. When they had done so, they caught such a large number of fish that their nets began to break. So they signaled their partners in the other boat to come and help them, and they came and filled both boats so full that they began to sink. When Simon Peter saw this, he fell at Jesus' knees and said, Go away from me, Lord, for I am a sinful man. For he and all his companions were astonished at the catch of fish they had taken. And so were James and John, the sons of Zebedee, Simon's partners. Then Jesus said to Simon, Don't be afraid. From now on you will fish for people. So they pulled their boats up on the shore left everything, and followed him. It's the word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. This is the story of Jesus calling the first disciples, the people that will be his closest inner circle, the ones he will travel with, teach with, and share a last meal with before his death. These very people would be the ones baptizing, teaching, preaching, and forming the church after all they have heard Jesus say and have seen Jesus do. Simon Peter, in fact, and the Catholic tradition is considered the first bishop of Rome, the first pope, the rock of the church. A teacher is not a teacher without students. The church is not a church without its members. And we would not have known and experienced the ministry of Jesus Christ, at least in the ways we do, if not for his faithful followers. The disciples were responsible for nurturing the church and Christ's teachings. I am convinced that we would still know the love of Christ if not for the disciples, but I am glad for the saints and the martyrs who have brought us to the faith in the ways they have. those saints and martyrs who founded the church, that we continue to teach and preach and pray the gospel of Jesus Christ in. The story of the calling of the first disciples is a story of our history. It is a story of how we came to be. It's a story which connects us to the lineage of believers who learned from Christ himself. I perhaps don't have the right words for how powerful that is. Maybe it's because I'm not Orthodox or Catholic, because these two traditions really emphasize 
the lineage of the apostles. But I do find these words from Shonda Jaw's Liberating Love devotional, which is written from the perspective of God writing a letter to her believers. She chose a scripture from Chronicles, which is just a list of names. It's the lineage of Adam. And she writes that this was a great comfort for the Israelites who had been broken apart and had their land stolen from them. A people who needed to be reminded who they are and whose they are. Then the devotional says this. Similarly, I want you to know that you are descended from Adam and Eve, from Moses and Miriam, from David and Jonathan and Ruth and Naomi. And you are an inheritor of the legacy of faithfulness and tenacity. You are my treasured child, made in the image, in my image, as we as they were. Today I want you to look in the mirror and see where my image shines through your own image. And I want you to reflect on how your whole faith community are inheritors of this legacy that you stand on the shoulders of judges and kings and prophets, called to a great calling for my sake, all made in my image. I think that letter sums up well what I am trying to express about this passage, that we are inheritors of this call that Jesus Christ has placed upon Simon, James, and John. We are inheritors of the traditions of following Christ, dropping our nets and hauling a bountiful catch and moving beyond that to become fishers of men, listening to the teachings of Christ and acting in the ways that Jesus says and when Jesus says. This story viewed another way is not only the story of Jesus calling the first disciples but it's a story of a few men finding their faith. Simon, John, and James are, by accounts, ordinary fishermen, presumably reliant upon their catch each day to sell at the market, to be able to live their lives, feed their family, and support themselves. And on this day, they have been fishing all day, but have not caught a single thing. In fact, it seems that they're cleaning their nets, ready to go home. And a man, a teacher, takes one of their boats and begins teaching. They're clearly enraptured by Jesus and his teaching. They call him master, or in the Greek, epistata, which was a word you would use for a person who had authority over you. A soldier might use it for their commander, a student for their teacher, you use it for somebody that is appointed above you. In Luke 4, Jesus had cured Simon Peter's mother-in-law from an intense fever. It's unclear to me if Simon Peter was present for that, but he certainly believed Jesus had authority, especially as a teacher. Thus, when Christ tells them to cast out their nets again, Simon Peter responds, Master, we have toiled all day and have caught nothing. But still, Simon Peter says, because you have told me to, I will do it. And Simon Peter and James and John cast their nets and catch more fish than they could possibly carry. 
enough to start breaking their nets, enough to start sinking multiple boats. After a day of toil, which resulted in nothing, the fishermen get more than they could possibly imagine. It is at this moment when Simon Peter recognizes not just the authority of Jesus, but the divine authority of Jesus. He calls him Lord, and he repents, scared that his own sin has made him unworthy before Christ. But Christ says, do not be afraid. You will be fishers of men. This is Simon Peter's call story. After hours of fishing, hours of back-breaking work, the work of casting out nets and hauling them in the sweltering sun, toiling, and not a single fish to show for it. Simon Peter is done for the day, packing up, cleaning his nets, getting ready to go home. But his teacher teaches him and then tells him to go out into the deep waters and cast his nets again. And Simon Peter, who at this point is exhausted, who does not believe he's going to catch a single fish, says, Lord, because you said to, I will do it. Tired. Burned out. Done with it. Christ commands Simon Peter to cast out his net. And Simon Peter is rewarded for his faith. After a day of no results, a day of backbreaking work, Simon Peter is rewarded for his faith with more than he could imagine, more than he could hold, more than enough. Simon Peter realizes the nature of Jesus Christ when he listens to Christ's command, when he acts upon Christ's words with faith as his only assurance. And his reward is abundance. I hope you find faith like Simon Peter did, that in a moment of scarcity, a moment of exhaustion and weariness, that you can hear Christ's call to cast your net out one more time and be met with abundance. And to have that abundance transform you. Transform the work you're doing. Not necessarily to make you do a different work, but to make the work you are doing have a much greater and different result. I hope you can cast out your net just one more time when Christ calls you to do so and be met with Christ's abundance. Amen.